You're listening to Education Experts with EDX Education. Education is evolving. Join Heather Welch from EDX Education chatting with teachers, psychologists, parents, authors, creatives, and other talented experts to keep up with the trends and what's happening from around the globe. This podcast series from EDX Education discusses home learning, school readiness, being creatives, changing in education, discussing what's next, hands-on learning, or as we like to say, learning through play. Welcome everyone, I'm Heather Welch from EDX Education and today I'll be in conversation with Susie Lodge. Now Susie is a mum, she's also a founder of Wiki Places for Kids which has plenty of tips and advice for everyone for a great day out in the UK. As Susie likes to explain, a trip advisor for parents looking for things to do all across the UK where everything has been added and recommended by parents. Today, we're going to chat to Susie about founding Wiki Places for Kids, trends in kid entertainment, how it benefits families, your inspiration for starting the company. Welcome, Susie. It's wonderful you could join us today. Thank you so much. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them about your passion for getting families out and about in the UK? Hello, hello. It's so nice to have you on here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you've done such a great job of introducing, but I will uh, do my best (laughs) add to that. So yes, I'm Susie. I'm the founder uh, of wikiplacesforkids.com. Um, as you say, it is exactly that. It is a trip advisor of parents looking for things to do all across the UK. Everything on there has been added and recommended by people who've actually been with actual kids. And it uh, essentially is a uh, a portal for time poor parents who are looking for things to do that have a short list of, of great ideas so you don't have to jump from site to site and page to page to find out what you need to do it also exists as an app which was released in the last lockdown and uh, it essentially is a hopefully going to be a game changer for parents um, when places start to open and restrictions start to drop because it will actually ping you to let you know what is open what safety measures are in place in venues all across the UK so you can find out about major attractions or just the local things near you and the idea behind it is to try and get the local economy the businesses and families all back on their feet post the lockdown so yeah it's it's super exciting so I get I'm also a mum of three I have uh, three children a boy at seven and two girls five and two and I founded the idea back in 2017 uh, well back in 2016 actually and launched in 2017 mainly because I was on maternity leave and I was looking for things to do with my children. I had a a three-year-old at the time um, and a baby and I just was looking for things to do and just felt really underwhelmed with the resources that there were available and ended up thinking to myself, well, you know what we really need? We need something like a trip advice of a parent. We need something that actually shows recommendations so we know that it's been vouched for and pre-verified by someone that's actually been. And then I thought, that's it I'm going to do it I'm going to build one and and here we are today fantastic I love the app by the way I've downloaded it and I was just checking out what's available in my area and we've only been down in where we live now out of London for two years so for me it was like wow I didn't even know these places existed so I felt actually like a little bit of a tourist so that was quite nice to be honest considering- I, I love that because one of the main goals for, for Wiki and for me is to actually find hidden gems you know everybody knows about the major attractions in the UK everybody knows about you know Alton Towers and the Chessingtons and you know some of the the obvious ones which are fantastic and and amazing for for huge days out but it's not something you can do every weekend and I always wanted to really support the small hidden gems the tiny businesses that you would tell your friend about 
somewhere that you'd pop along and have a coffee and if there's a small soft play area in the corner. So we, we support and work with businesses that are tiny little soft play cafes, for example, right up to the lights of Alton Towers and some of the biggest attractions, you know, across the country. And, and that's what I love is that somebody can go on to the app or to the site and find something that they didn't even know was seven minutes away from their house. And um, I love that you found some things on, on the app already. Yeah, no, it was fantastic because, as I said, we've only been back here. Actually, we've been out of Dubai for two years and we moved out of London because we're trying to get something bigger than a postage stamp, <laughs> to be honest. And so we moved down south and it was actually really nice to have a look. And I was thinking, I was looking at thinking, how many gems shall I give away? <laughs> yeah. You know, I was sort I of know. oh, I've got these woods walks. I've got lots of different things. I was like, oh, should we give them away yet? And I thought, oh, let's just wait <laughs> till out of lockdown. Well, I'd love to hear about your career previous to being founder of Wiki Places for Kids. So what brought you here? No, absolutely. So I spent the majority of my career working as a project manager and program director level jobs within uh, agencies in London. So some of the big ones that people have heard of, like MNC Saatchi. So I started, you know, as in low level project management and worked my way up to the top running huge accounts. And I probably did that for about 15, yeah, 15 years which gave me all the skills that I needed to eventually build my platforms and build everything that I, I have. I, I guess that's what the reason I felt confident just to throw it all together and, and, and create these two platforms. I say two, but we've, the, the app is actually across Android and iOS. So it's actually three platforms because we have the website as well. But eventually, having worked in, you know, I don't live in London anymore. I live in um, Milton Keynes. So it's a, an hour or so to get in and out of London. What I found was that it just wasn't viable anymore to to have a career like that in London and try to have a family outside of London. I found myself so many times stuck on trains, you know, in between platforms, not knowing what was going on, signal failures, just so stressed, mentally fried, ringing everybody I could find to try and pick my children up from nursery. Everything just was crunched all the time and in the end it just wasn't viable both my my husband and I were both in London so if the children were in nursery or had a problem at school we were both two hours away and as much as I loved that job and felt that it was I was good at it it just was eating away at me and I couldn't do it anymore um just the stress of, of being in and out of London all the time and as, you know as it's turned out most people now are able to run those jobs from home which I've actually been, been doing a few contracts across this pandemic period and I've actually been doing a few jobs back in that old world which I've been running from home and it, suddenly it does make the whole thing a lot more viable but back in 2017 back in 2016 and you know when I had my first child in 2013 it just wasn't possible anymore for me to just continue running on that sort of super highly stressed day all the time (laughs) running pregnant to the train station just to end up having the door shut in front of me and and, you know go off just that happened too many times (laughs) oh no I can definitely I can definitely feel for you there and then the other thing is you get late fees if you're late with childcare as well I mean I remember at the end of the term looking at the late fees thinking why am I working sometimes (laughs) but I've been flexible for a few years now how about you how long have you actually worked flexible so I managed to build Wiki alongside running a, a, the other career, I guess, right through to about 2018. And since having Lily and in 2018, I've been running Wiki almost 100% of the time. As I said, through the pandemic, I have dipped in and out and run another few contracts because, you know, obviously the pandemic has significantly affected my in- industry, tourism and hospitality and 
at one point back in March last year, I just literally, you know, drew a blank about what on earth I was going to do going forward because my entire business shut overnight with the first lockdown. And luckily at that time, a, a contractor, Scott, popped right in front of me and it was um, I just literally a, a grace from God, honestly, I believe. Yeah, I, I, I've been running the business I guess on my own um, and independently from 2018 onwards but it you know but I had a first year of maternity leave and then almost as soon as I was getting into the flow with it um, in 2020 we all know what happened then <laughs> <laughs> yeah the bombshell up and down and you know at the point of recording this we're now due to send the children back to school on Monday the 8th of March 2021 and Obviously, the, the plan is that we currently have a plan in place for things to start opening again. So as things open, that means almost that my business starts to reopen. So it's just one of those things that I'm having to go with the ebbs and the flows of life as it is for everybody at the moment, pandemic wise. <laughs> Did you find that people were looking for different activities, but still activities online? Say, for example, if they looked up the museum, you could then see the online virtual you know, obviously you can see it from anywhere, but did they start doing things like that on your app, recommending glo- like more global activities or anything like that that are online? So the, the places that we have on the app, we, they didn't change their content on the app per se. I have quite an active social media account, which promotes days out. So what I did was I sort of pivoted and changed the content around to focus on activities that could be done at home or that were online for some of these businesses but in all honesty I mainly focused on what people could do outside so what was still open what you could do to exercise children outdoors because especially as a parent who's I have two children who would literally sit on tablets all day if they could (laughs) my focus been to try and get them off the tablet as much as possible and I think that that although absolutely you're right that all the businesses themselves were trying to pivot to an online Um, some sort of online service or online option and I know that lots and lots of parents have been looking and children themselves have been looking for activities that they could do online with the amount of zoom lessons that I think uh, you know quite quite a lot of the schools put on as their their teaching provision I actually think that a lot of parents were looking to get them away from their tablets during half terms and things like that and trying to get them outdoors and to try and do things that were you know, getting some fresh air as much as they could. But yes, I mean, the the trend obviously has been this year that a lot of people have ended up, the entertainment industry for children has 100% sort of focused on what they can provide people from an online perspective, whether that's, you know, games or tutorials or reading books to them or lots of different things that different venues have tried to do to try and engage people in an online experience just to make sure they're not forgotten about. And absolutely places like the National History Museum with their walking tours of the of the museum is absolutely fabulous and also extremely educational and wonderful. And lots of people wouldn't even have been able to make it to the Natural History Museum at all on a normal year, let alone you know during a pandemic year. So so, so a lot of the things that have been provided by these venues has been wonderful and actually brought their experience to a home and to a family that might not have been able to experience it at all either geographically or for whatever you know financial reasons that it might not have been able to to do that so I do think it's been wonderful but I would I would also equally argue that people have been as much as wanting to absorb as much of that information as they possibly could for rainy days they have also looked to see what venues are still open 
where they can go that's free, you know, how they can get outdoor experiences and walking and to the beach, for example, to forests, to Dunstable Downs and other National Trust properties that have remained open, just to try and, you know, get that healthy experience of exercise and fresh air. Because otherwise, you know, your children can can sit in front of the tablet or in front of the screen all day at the moment, especially if you're a parent who's trying to juggle a job at home, you know, all those things. <laughs> it's all yeah. the things, isn't it? you're the cook you're not really the driver and the taxi driver anymore but you're definitely the the chef and the snacks and everything that goes with it I I think my children are going to miss the most when they go back to school is the fact that they don't have a running restaurant or snack drawer at their you know for some reason I think they must eat a lot more at home than they do at school let's see but I remember we did this the NASA do you remember there was a NASA virtual it was in the first lockdown where everything was very strict I mean this lockdown actually hasn't been as bad they haven't closed all the playgrounds and things like that for this year but I suppose my question to you is, have you found since starting this platform, which I think is an amazing platform, Wiki Places for Kids, have you found that, you know, parents, what they're looking for has changed? Has the trends changed to being going from more baby classes or looking for, say, for example, I'm looking for a play gym to looking for natural history museum or looking for other sort of free activities over the last three years? I would say when I first started the platform, actually, I was looking at a much, much broader range of activities. And I was including at that point baby classes, toddler classes, all those sorts of different things. But I actually have changed the focus a little bit onto more of the days out and the places to go specifically. But I wouldn't say that people's habits and what they are looking for has changed particularly because depending on what stage of life you're at with your you know in parenting and how old your children are you all have completely different needs so definitely there are still parents with children little ones who are still looking for those classes and they're still looking for those safe contained venues where they can sit down for a moment with a cup of tea and I know that their child is basically trapped within a little fence you know the people <laughs> still want to think And then what I would say, though, is that more and more there seems to be a and it's not an appetite. The appetite has always been there, but venues are starting to recognise that there just isn't enough for older children. When I first started with the platform, we had tons and tons of ideas for little children, for preschoolers, lots of soft plays, all of the usual things that you might expect, playgrounds, etc., But then it almost seemed to cut off at eight years old. So I would often get people asking me, you know, your platform is no good for people for over eight years old. Where are all the places for for the eights, nines, tens, eleven, twelves? And my answer generally would be that it isn't that the platform doesn't have that information on there. It's just that those places just don't seem to exist. But what has been amazing that I've spotted over the last few years is that there seems to be more and more and more things coming out. So as an example, Bear Grylls Adventure, which is part of the Merlin group, but it's reasonably new, is specifically for eight years and above. So you can't take your younger ones there. Everything there is is a proper athletic activity for boys and girls of you know of over eight and rightly to adults you can go as an adult group you don't even need to take children at all and that's what I love about the platform as well that it's evolving so much to cover activities that adults can do without their children and so that's why I I always called it that from the start it's called wiki places for kids and grown-ups in the logo because as an adult, if you don't like going somewhere, you're not going to take your kids back, even if they loved it, because, you know, it's your 
money, it's your time. You'll, you know, life's too short to keep re- revisiting experiences that you hate. So that's the thing. So the, the platform itself holds so many different ideas, but it is not an endless, exhaustive list. That's what I, I never wanted to recreate some of the other platforms that are out there, which are, you know, they might have 600,000 ideas on them. But as a parent who's, you know, struggling for time, who really just wants to make a decision quickly for tomorrow or quickly for now, you want to go on there and have a short list of fantastic ideas and just go, yes. And I know that those are already the only reason they're on Wiki is because they're good. So we will not have places on the site that are not good. So going back to my point about the overrates, now, if you are a parent with overrates, you know that you can go onto the platform and find a whole bunch of ideas that are specifically tailored to an older group as well. So Go Ape, for example, they have different offerings for you know the smaller ones, the babies, but also for the children who are maybe 12 up. So you know that you can get a lot more now for that age group. Things like this laser tags and sort of forest experiences and there's like high ropes course, like go away, yes. whole adventure oh, courses, or even paintballing. <laughs> exactly. Yes, there's just so much more. So I would say what's happened in terms of a trend is that businesses themselves have spotted that there has been a massive gap in the market because parents don't want to just send their kids out onto the streets to hang around in big groups with their friends, do they? They want them to be doing something that's good for them, that's using their brain, that's keeping them active and and positive exercise time. And I just can see small things popping up all over the place now that are actually serving that age group as well, which is just really exciting, especially as my child is seven, he's super active, he's going to be turning eight this year. And I can now just see that there is just lots of exciting things for us to be doing. Um, But we have a two-year-old still, so we're still doing all the other things that we were doing before. (laughs) Oh, Susie, I can understand that. I've got a 10 and a three-year-old, so we've got big gaps in between my two boys and both of them the oldest one is very active and loves sort of mountain bike riding and all those kind of things which is always amazing wait now we're coming out of lockdown and the kids are going back to school what are your top three tips for easter holidays or even for summer in the uk what are top three things and there could be more that people could travel to or even go and see Oh, absolutely. Well, my list is literally endless, honestly, but I because there's just so many wonderful things out there. But I think that what, you know, thinking about it through the parent lens for now, we're still probably going to be looking at the outdoors, aren't we? We, um, Absolutely. I mean, the indoor venues aren't even going to be opening until later in a few months time anyway. But we've got some fantastic places that you can be going with the children to enjoy some big days out and small days out. Now, one of our absolute favourites is over in Norfolk and it's called Bewilderwood. It's um, a curious treetop adventure and it's just amazing. It's basically high ropes and tree houses and huge slides and it's just really, really magical experience. For the small ones who might not be able to do so much of the climbing, it's just, as I said, it's just so wonderful. Tom Blofeld is an author and the, and the whole place is created around the, his storybooks about the, the boggles and the twiggles. And it's just extremely magical. It's just lovely. But for the older ones, there's just zip wires and there's huge climbing frames and massive tree houses, as I was saying, and, and big ropes that go between the forest. It's just 
incredible den building. It, it's just a really amazing experience. It's all outdoors. The only problem with it is if it rains, you know, there's not an awful place, not <laughs> awful places to go, but it's just amazing. I'm right over in, um, in, in Wales, in Pembrokeshire, there's an incredible place called Folly Farm, which on in usual times, it has almost as much indoors as it has outdoors because it's got something like, I'm not, don't quote me on this particularly, but it's got something like um, Europe's biggest indoor amusement park there as well. Huh? So it's almost like a fair indoors. It's just amazing. Um, but outside, they've got incredible adventure parks and they've got animals. So they've got lions there. They've got lots of safari animals. It's just a huge place that just offers so much. And I really love it. So if you're ever in Wales, you must definitely go to Folly Farm. It's just not the place to miss. Up in Cheshire, there's somewhere called the Ice Cream Farm, which is just amazing. I mean, it kind of says what it is, but it's um they they make their own dairy ice cream there. There's a huge adventure playground in, in normal times. It's not open right now, but obviously that's because places are shut right now today. But they will be opening up in the next few weeks. But it's just somewhere that is, again, it's just tantalising for the little ones. You get something lovely to eat with, your, you know, a lovely big treat. And yeah, it's just something that we haven't been there ourselves yet, but it's just on, it's definitely on my bucket list. And another place then, which is down in um, Devon, is called the Big Sheep. Now, obviously, it's one of these huge open farms. There's just so many different activities there. In usual times, they've got indoor soft play and lots of indoor play areas. But outside, they've just got tons of activities, adventure playgrounds just so much more there's just so many things to do and, and and you know you only asked me for three and I've already given you four but another thing to obviously say is the forestry England are just incredible so many of their venues have go ape attached to them as well which is um which is just brilliant but Bedbury for example Bedbury Pine Eaton um, which is in Kent which it might may not be too far away from you I'm not quite sure where you, where you live but it's just outside of London it's got literally I don't know I can probably count off the top of my head now eight different play areas and it's just amazing so for the bigger kids they've got a lot there to just just burn off that energy but they've also got areas that are specifically tailored to the small ones so you can feel confident that in that forest you're going to find one or two little parks just to keep you entertained for the whole day it's definitely an all-day event as well you can picnic there you can just you know on a great sunny day it's proper sun trap you can really enjoy it but if you want more ideas, then please, please, please have a look at the app and have a look at the site or DM me on, on Instagram, because as you can tell, I'm, I love talking about these things and I could literally reel off a whole bunch of people depending on what they're looking for. Susie, it sounds amazing. I bet you've got the best excuse to take your kids out and about for work, actually, all the time. So I think that you're going to have one of the uh, very fun summer, even if we're all stuck in the UK. So let's see how that plans out in the next few months. I've got a question for businesses. Now, if I'm a business and not necessarily a parent, can I upload my business, which is for kids, onto your website or email you and then get parents to review it? Is it? Can you do that as well? So absolutely. So the best thing to do is if you're not on there already, I mean, first and foremost, if you have um, customers that you know really well, just say to them, you know, we'd love a review on Wikiplaces and send them to my site. So that's the, the first thing to do. If that's not possible, then drop me a line and we can talk about how we're going to get you on. And, um, you know, I, the more the merrier, because it's never, ever going to be an exhaustive list. It's never going to have 600,000 venues on there. But what I don't want is to miss out on the great places. So um, absolutely, just drop me a line and we'll, we'll talk about how to get you on board Susie fantastic now can you let everyone know how to get in touch with you your our listeners to get in touch with you 
Absolutely. So the website is on wikiplacesforkids.com and um, it's available on iOS and Android. And you can all you have to do is search for WikiKids, which is W-I-K-I-K-I-D-S on either the Play Store or the um, iPhone App Store. And you can find me on Instagram at wikiplacesforkids underscore official. And um, where else can you find me? On Facebook as well at um, facebook.com forward slash wikiplacesforkids. Susie, I have to say thank you very much for chatting with us today. It's been amazing and I love Wiki Places for Kids because I can go on there. As I said to you at the start, I've already gone on there and I put in my parents-in-law, I put in their postcode to see what's around them because they kind of get exhausted of my two boys. Then I put in my postcode as well to see what I could, where I could go. So it's amazing. It did bring up a lot of places that I hadn't even heard of, to be honest, and things, as you said, that would cater for both of my children so for the younger child and the older one as well so what a great idea and thank you for founding it it's just one of these amazing things treasures that we need to share oh thank you so much and just one other thing to say is that you know the app is as good as we make it so it's a community app and platform and so if, if you find that on that you go onto the site and the app and that something is missing then on the third tab of the app and on, at the top bar that says suggest a wiki place you can just add places that you love and the big thing i'm really pushing to everybody this year is by adding places to the app you're going to be really helping those places by driving football to them and really supporting them as we come out of this pandemic so there are so many places that unfortunately will not open their doors again this time because they've Mm. suffered so much so the more people that go onto the app and share the app and use it and also add new places you know you'll really really be doing your part to help those businesses stay strong uh, and stay open throughout this whole time we don't know where we're going do we with this uh, pandemic we don't know if this is the end we hope so Um, we hope so (laughs) we hope so Um, but the more support we can give them um, the more likely we are going to have these amazing places ready and still open for us once we're all ready to go back out so and hopefully the outdoor places will be able to stay open for the rest of the year even if the outdoor places get open it would be fantastic but as Susie said it's a community app so please upload your information if you have a secret treasure that you're willing to share. I think Wiki Places for Kids would and Grown Ups, I should say, is one of the best places to share it. So thank you, Susie, for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. EDX Education would love to hear from you, so do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education, as she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners.